0: As you're looking at objectives, you've probably heard of the whole no, feel, do type thing, where you have knowledge pieces, you have skill-based pieces, you have the affective domain, but within that, if you are familiar with Bloom's taxonomy, you're also going to have maybe some, yes, knowledge pieces. Maybe you have to have recall. So you need people to remember a concept. So not only do they need to know it, they need to comprehend it. Maybe you want people to apply it back on the job. And so today we're looking at accomplishing learning objectives but through exercises and activities. This is all about instructor-led participant center training. I'm Becky Pike-Pluth with the Bob Pike Group and as you lead into your next class, I want you to consider what type of activity does or meets what type of objective. I'm only able to give you a few examples, but by the end, you should get the idea. I do want to encourage you to Google the ABCDs of objective writing. If you're not a strong writer of objectives, you'll you'll see some really great, um, on, on Google it'll come up with a lot of different examples from different colleges. Those are all reputable, and I recommend that that be another step for you to take after you've listened to this particular podcast. All right, so let's look at a couple of uh, ideas. So one is that you're familiar with is a drill and practice. So this would be much like your math class in high school where they give you a bunch of multiplication questions and you're just doing, doing, doing. This is not just a knowledge piece. You have to know how to do the problem. You have to remember how to do the problem. So this becomes an application-based objective. So a drill and practice is application-based Based and it's really having them do something. What about a hands-on, I work with a lot of pharma companies and they need to do hands-on practice with some of the new products and tools and things like that. Again, that would be an application. Not only do they have to know the product, remember details about it, but now they're going to actually get into the nitty-gritty and be able to do it firsthand. So those are some practice type things. The next type of activity would be something around discovery. We did a earlier podcast on this topic uh, and really it can be three different or four different levels. If you have a virtual lab of some sort, it could be just a knowledge piece where you're having them go to a website, learn something about a competitor, come back share it. It's just knowledge. However, You may also want them to make some decisions about that information. That would take it to the comprehension and application level. So now, and it might even take them into analysis, where they're having to figure out what are the differences between what we do, what they do, why are we better, how can I overcome some objectives that I might get. However, a virtual lab also could get to the whole heart space. Having somebody change their thinking because they've done a lab of some sort. So that's an example of how people might discover. But then, my favorite, we always have some form of revisitor or energizer that's going to kind of get the blood going. Uh, you'll, you'll know if you've ever come to a Bob Pike group workshop You might see something called a soft opener, where there might be a word puzzle of some sort on the table as people come in. This is a great way to help people just get to know the content. And in some cases, it might encourage them to believe you're you're credible, um, maybe feel excited about the class. So that's what a word puzzle could do. What about some sort of, uh, we call it, practical application? Really, it's role playing, but never use that word because people don't like it. But role playing can hit all levels of Bloom's taxonomy from knowledge, comprehension, application, analysis, synthesis, all the way through evaluation because you can take it through the whole spectrum. So I really love role playing because it's really taking that person into thinking beyond just the rote memory stuff and into what could be, or how I might use this information in my current role. So as you look at different activities, I want to encourage you to think about what does it really do? Does it help you to create something, to decide something, to believe it, to feel it? What What is the activity really doing? You want to decide that before you actually use that activity. So... As you explore, as you go deeper, keep in mind, not all activities meet all objectives. So you really want to make sure that you're using and selecting carefully so that you get to the result that you're looking for. I'm Becky pike Booth with the Bob Pike Group, and this creative training tip on matching your objectives to your activities can be really powerful. I encourage you to go practice right now, go online if you need to, learn a little bit more. But thank you for being with the Bob Pike group today. This is your creative training tip.